this is Caroline Rotenstrike, and this is Dive In, produced by Brownie P. joined by Albert Sanager, founder of Nate. Nate is a venture-backed artificial intelligence startup which acts as a digital assistant for consumers and allows them to buy any item on any website without human intervention. Welcome, Albert. We're really happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So we love uh, for you to start off with just, you know, you sharing a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, and maybe how you found the inspiration for Nate. Yeah. Totally. So uh, I've been a founder most of my life, um, kind of by mistake, actually. Um, I, um, when I graduated from college, I was very close to deciding to join a consulting firm. And then um, they wouldn't transfer my offer to New York, where, I, where my now husband, then boyfriend, was living. And I really wanted to be in New York. And so I said, fuck it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this company. And I started, you know, selling T-shirts. Um, long story short, I've been a founder uh, most of my life. Uh, I, I, I'm obsessed with observing consumer behavior and trying to find ways to add value to people's lives. Uh, my only non-founder experience was at Amazon. So basically, I went from running a 10-person company to working for one of the largest companies in the world by market cap. And that gave me a lot of perspective. I learned a lot about how people navigate the world and make buying decisions. And so with Nate, what I'm trying to do is use technologies that are usually reserved for large corporations and give that power to consumers so that people have those technologies in people's pockets. And I think you described Nate really well. Uh, so today, if you download Nate uh, from the App Store, you'll you'll be able to do, I mean, a ton of things with it, but I'm going to mention three of them that are my three favorite features. The first one, which you touched on, is what we call the buy now feature, which allows you to share any product page with Nate and delegate the purchase of that item to Nate. In the same way as imagine you had a human um, executive assistant of sorts that knew how to buy things, not how to schedule meetings or pay your bills, but buying things, right? So you're basically saying, hey, Nate, can you please buy this for me? And effectively, this means you can buy anything in the web in under five seconds. And then um, that is the base feature that we spend a lot of time building because you know, it's a, it requires um, a, you know, a lot of innovation because it, you know, it, it, those technologies did, did not exist before. Um, but the two features that I'm most excited about and that are more recent are lists and GIFs. So lists is this feature that allows you to save any item to your Nate app and add it to a list or create a list. You can follow other people's lists and you can buy anything from those lists that you're following at the top of a button. Um, and then gifts was something that we thought would be really tiny and it's become massive and super popular. Uh, it's this idea that you should be able to buy a gift for anyone just by having their phone number not having to like ask them, hey, what's your latest address? And then having to like go and check out yourself and mark that tedious box that says different shipping than billing and so on and so forth. 
So in the same way that you're saying, Nate, can you buy this for me? You should be able to say, hey, Nate, you know, please buy this for someone else. So you, you basically go through the same flow. You're on a product page, let's say on Safari, for example, and you tap share, tap Nate, and instead of tapping buy directly, you edit your shipping and you select ship to a friend. And then that opens up your contacts. You'll enter the phone number and that's all you need. In just a few seconds, you can buy a gift for anyone. And that really allows you to like spread good vibes, which is what we're all about at Nate. I hope that was not too long of an answer. No, that was perfect. I mean, it's amazing that Nate is, you know, this intelligent machine that's smart enough to understand web codes and decides where to click, what to fill out so that we humans don't have to. So I think that's a really, you know, unique aspect of your company in that it combats the notion of computer algorithms, you know, telling humans what to buy. So can you share more about um, your value proposition to consumers and this idea of Nate empowering consumer agency? I love that question. Honestly, I, I could be talking for hours about this question alone. I'm going to try to be short uh, and concise, um, but I'm gonna start from the beginning. I think there are two types of companies in the world. Those that buy you time and those that make your time on earth better. For example, in, uh, inventing the, the car engine, for example, made transportation more efficient, removing the need for horses to pull carriages and effectively saving time for users, right? On the other hand, the entertainment industry, for example, or new ways to connect with others such as social media are not meant to save you time, they're meant to make your time on earth more enjoyable, right? At Nate, we do both. Our lists feature, which I mentioned earlier, um, allows you to create, share, or follow lists of items. Um, and then that basically enables human to human inspiration. But then at the moment of decision-making, the machine can take over in doing that. So instead of using algorithms to tell people what to do, like most companies do, by the way, when they reorder your social feeds or serve you ads, we use algorithms to automate the execution of tasks, such as buying things on websites. So we were founded with this principle that humans decide and machines execute. And the more tools we have as a society to uh, automate certain things in our lives, we're gonna have to make a conscious choice of what we want to automate um, and what we don't want to automate. And I always make this analogy of going to a restaurant most people you know, don't wanna to go to a restaurant and the restaurant tell them, this is what you should be eating today. Please go to the kitchen and cook it, right? It's the opposite. You go to a restaurant and you're like, mm, I'm feeling uh, salmon today. And then you know, they go and cook it for you. And that is how we have made automation decisions historically, thousands of years, right? The dishwasher, for example. Um, but these days, unfortunately, e-commerce companies are doing it the other way around. Their machines are telling you, you should buy this, you should, you're probably gonna like that. And here's, you know, basically force feeding products down your throat. And then you're like, okay, great, I'm gonna go buy it. And then it's up to you to go and buy it yourself. So you wanna flip it around and say, no, take a moment. The more enjoyable part of shopping is the browsing and the inspiration. Enjoy that, you don't need to rush to that. Then once you're ready to buy, delegate that. 
So you touched upon this idea of humans should decide and then machines execute. So that kind of sounds like an almost competitive advantage of your company that you see as a major selling point. So can you discuss kind of the competitive landscape of Nate and how you continue to innovate and differentiate yourself? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. So, so far we, um, we don't have uh, direct competitors per se because we are creating a new category. But of course there's uh, lots of you know, adjacent players or alternatives to the flow that we're proposing to people, but they're not necessarily incompatible in the future. Um, so let's say, let's take our lists feature, for example. Of course you can build a list on Instagram uh, or even on your phone, uh, but you can't buy at the top of a button every single item you have on that list, right? On Nate, you can. The same goes for gifts. Uh, you can go out of your way to ask your friend for their address uh, and then go and check out on your own, or you can you know, delegate that to Nate. So we are proposing to people a better way of doing what they are already doing, and that is um, an alternative. Um, but, but yeah, so far, so far, I wouldn't say there are, you know, competing products by, by looking at what we're proposing. Of course, I would expect them to be. And in fact, I would, I would, you know, I would say that we're failing at, uh, delivering value if, if, uh, there weren't competing products out there in the future. Uh, so I will welcome the competition. Um, the world would be a better place if there were other companies with a similar value proposition. Awesome, and just to um, shift gears a little bit, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, your kind of consumer body and those who are using Nate on a day-to-day -day basis. So what have you seen as like a major kind of element um, when they go to use Nate every day? Is it um, buying everyday items? Is it like a specialty item? Is it those gifts that you were talking about? So where do you see currently like your traction and where do you hope to be, let's say in a couple of years? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, so in terms of audience, we were founded on a few, you know, very few, but very fundamental beliefs, right? And one of them was you know, humans decide, machines execute. Another one is, um, you know, data belongs to people, not companies. Uh, and another one is our fundamental belief in young talent uh, or in young people in general. Basically, folks who look at a problem as it is and are not approaching the problem with prior solutions that they've seen uh, in other areas, basically. So a lot of people that call themselves experts, I'm sure they are phenomenal experts and they're able to, you know, replicate a process, uh, but that doesn't spark innovation. And so uh, we're big believers that innovation comes from people who just focus on the problem and not on solutions, or we've seen someone else do this, or we've seen someone else do that. As a result of that, all of this to say basically that uh, as a result of that, our, our team is quite young and uh, we have 40 people now and, Everyone is they're quite diverse, by the way, uh, 27 nationalities, five religions, all shades of gender identity. Uh, but in terms of age, not super diverse. Uh, we, we tend to attract um, 
younger audiences because we believe we hire based on what people can do not what people have done and as a result of that i think our brand is very fresh very lighthearted. we're not taking ourselves too seriously if we were curing cancer of course we would right but we're helping people shop so we can you know we can have fun in the process and that also makes our audience young so a lot of our a lot of our users are actually um college students or, or recent grads um so that in terms of in terms of audience so far and in terms of categories, um, honestly, I, I've seen everything and anything under the sun <laughs> bought by Nate. Um, I'd say in the, in the most recent months, there's been you know, a, a category shift. So people perhaps buying less, as, you know, as it would be expected, less fashion and beauty and more um, tech and wellness. AirPods, Peloton bikes, yoga mats, CBD tinctures, you name it. Um, <clears throat> but um, but with Nate, you can buy anything anywhere, right? The thing that people don't usually use Nate for is uh, groceries, meaning they'll buy like a, you know, single item that they need, but they're not going to like do their like entire week of grocery shopping on Nate. Um, but Otherwise, you know, Nate can buy anything anywhere. So the, the, um, the, the, the other part of this is, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the um, Amazon Go store, <clears throat> which basically allows you to just walk in and grab an item and walk out, right? Um, and that makes it where, because there's no checkout, then people are more uh, open to just doing one item at a time. They don't feel like they have to go in and then build a basket and then go and check out because that part of the process is gone. So they can go in, grab a sandwich, walk out, and then 30 minutes later, go in, grab a Coke, walk out, or a kombucha, whatever they're into. And then something similar is happening with Nate. People buy just one product at a time because why the drama of like building a cart or you're inspired by that, then buy it or save it for later and then move on with your life. If you want to do something else in 30 minutes, Nate will be there for you whenever you're ready. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a long answer. No, but you touched upon a good point in that, you know, your consumers purchase, purchasing habits have definitely changed and mm -hmm. we could probably, you know, connect that back to uh, the pandemic that we're currently experiencing. That's right. That's um, right. Can you shed, you know, a little light on how the pandemic has impacted Nate um, specifically? In terms of, um, of course, there's you know there's been a category shift in general, but but Nate Nate is is for everyone, right? So it doesn't matter what you buy, we're just here for you to, to buy it. Um, and so from that sense, um, we we haven't seen that that much of a shift. Um, we have seen a shift more internally uh, because our processes have changed a lot. Um, so while our users haven't been impacted for so long, we we just couldn't be together in the same room. And we are a company that really enjoys being together and we feed off of each other's energy. And sometimes that also has an impact on um, productivity, right? Um, I think I'm I'm proud that we were able to you know stay productive during the lockdown, but at the same time, I feel that it, 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 if it's if this state, you know, if if we were in lockdown for years, then 
our culture would have become very transactional. Let's do this meeting and then let's do another meeting and then another meeting. Uh, and then, you know, for a bit, I was scared that we would lose these moments of meeting in the kitchen and, or, you know, grabbing a drink after work. Um, and, and I'm glad we were able to salvage that. Um, but yeah, but in terms of uh, the product and our audience, no significant impact. Well, thank you so much uh, for sharing yeah. so much about Nate. And um, I kind of want to, you know, switch it to you and kind of ask, yeah. um, what's next for you? And you know, does it involve something regarding Nate, or uh, you know, do you have other, you know, interests right now? Oh my God, I have so many. Um, in fact, I made. Um, I mentioned our list feature earlier. Uh, we we do this really fun thing uh, where we turn a list into a what we call a universe. Um, so basically. If you are, if you create a list that you're excited about, uh, we will, you know, sometimes shoot it. And we have a studio at the office, and we'll do a photo shoot and extend that list to a cohesive universe that becomes, you know, the output of it is like a few assets for social or just for you to have, right? Um, and the reason I'm saying that is because in any of us, there are, you know, thousands of universes, right? Like today I'm wearing this like Nike t-shirt because we have yoga later. Uh, but Monday through Thursday, I usually just wear black. Um, and then on weekends, I, I wear something else, right? And so we, we have so many different vibes in ourselves and, and we cherish that. Uh, so in terms of what's next for me and am I interested in other things? Absolutely. I mean, my, you know, I'm interested in so many things. But I think in terms of Nate, we're just getting started. And that's my, that's my feeling. I founded the company two years ago and the team has grown a lot to 40 people now full-time. But in many ways, this is like day one for us. So it's the first time in the history of humanity that you can buy anything online without spending more than five seconds on it. And we know this comes with many exciting implications and we're hoping to be part of the conversation not only change how people approach inspiration versus action uh, but also inspire other companies that use artificial intelligence or robotic process automation to build more micro agents to execute tasks there are so many more things that could be automated updating addresses if you move to a new apartment canceling subscriptions scheduling meetings taking notes paying your bills you name it right so i want to be able to have a seat at the table and then tell all these companies stop using ai to tell people what to do machines should work for humans and not the other way around um and that's what's next for me i'm like really focused in, in you know, spreading this message and, and hopefully making millions and millions of people really happy in their day-to-day -day lives. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, you mentioned that you founded Nate two years ago. So you're a fairly, you know, recent founder yourself. And mm -hmm. I was curious if you, you know, could share any memorable lessons that you've learned along the way of your own entrepreneurial journey and maybe any advice that you would give uh, to budding entrepreneurs. Totally. Uh, I'm going to, yeah, it's, I'm going to say two things, but I'm going to start by saying that I'm not usually one for big advice statements that 
generalize across all ventures. Um, every company is different. Uh, but if there's one thing I've learned is that it sounds obvious when I'm when I say it. It's gonna sound obvious when I say it, but it's like so true. The core, which is a company without people, is just an empty building or an empty Zoom room, right? So people are everything, um, and so I we have prioritized having awesome culture where people can use their brains to build awesome things. We don't micromanage. We set a direction and then let the dust settle. And that has worked really well for us. So also oftentimes people are afraid of hiring others who are better than themselves in an area. And that is what I live for. The highlight of my career has been working and managing people who are 10 times smarter than I am and do uh, you know, a better job at than I would do in a million years. Um, so the basically the, what I'm trying to say is the people org is not the last function that a company should build, is the first one. And then something else a little bit less tangible, a bit more abstract, that hopefully helps people understand how I think of startups is that I think of startups as self-fulfilling prophecies. On day zero, there are no customers, no team members, no investors. There's nothing. If you don't move, nothing moves, right? And so every hour that goes by, every day or every week or every month, getting to the next level is always about convincing a customer that you'll be able to attract talent and investors or convincing an investor that you'll be able to attract customers and talent or convincing talent that you'll be able to attract customers and investors. And those are three groups of stakeholders that I'm constantly aware of where they are. Um, and it, it becomes, tr it, it's true because it's true because it's true. So um, it's a snowball, but you have to like start it somewhere. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy effectively. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, that's it for my questions. Uh, we so appreciate you coming on and speaking to us today. And, you know, all the best with uh, going forward. Thank you. Thank you. It was a true pleasure. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation. And uh, I hope that um, you love the product. Uh, I have to say, though, um, we get a lot of people telling us how awesome Nate is when they download it. And we love that feedback. But we also want the bad feedback. Like we want people to tell us, hey, there's a bug or, you know, hey, I would, I wish I could do this. So if, you know, at any time you, you, you have a thought in the shower that you want to share with us, please send it our way. We love to hear from you.